I'm Morgan Mitchell, and this is The Creatress Chronicles. The Creatress Chronicles is a meandering and exploratory conversation about what it means to be a human creating in the world today. This non-linear and tender conversation centers questions of what it means to be alive, what it means to feel and express from the heart, engaging with the mystery that is this being human and honoring the self and the soul in the process. Welcome to season two of the Creatures Chronicles. This is um, just a kind of patchwork, meandering conversation about creativity. Uh, for those of you who have not yet joined this co-creative space, welcome. It is an unrehearsed, minimally produced look into creativity and just kind of a capturing of any musings that are afoot about creative process and thinking about creativity in a really broad sense that involves a lot of time around process and slowness and mystery, mysticism even, um, the healing power of creativity and some things that get in the way. Season two is really focusing on those things that can get in between the creatress, the creator, the one who is bringing forth the creative energy into the world um, and that energy itself. So this season, we're just going to be looking at like that stuff that keeps us from making and shaking and moving and singing and dancing and writing and splashing and splurging and moving and moving into moving out of what what are the things that 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 block us so welcome to season two and this episode we're talking about perfectionism Mm, perfectionism (laughs) So I, I don't prepare anything before I sit and muse on these things, you know, but that doesn't mean that my subconscious hasn't been kind of chewing and tinkering on this topic and I think about it a lot. I think about it a lot. I am a recovering perfectionist. I am someone who was very hypnotized by the energy of perfection and completion and meeting standards, my own and those set forth by others, by society, by institutions. 
Um, and I come up against it uh, often in my creativity and I've done a lot of work to undo that conditioning or that impulse and soften into something more organic and generous. But I wanted to begin this season talking about perfectionism because I feel like in so many conversations I have with people who are dedicated to creativity or their craft, that this can be a real roadblock or enemy toward the fluidity that they would like to possess in their process or in getting in between them and a more generative quality around their art. So when I think about creativity and perfectionism, you know, I think the first things that come to mind are just the more, the most frequent things I hear, which are like, oh, I don't, you know, the blank page is so intimidating. I don't want to start because what if I mess it up? or I'm not good enough, or, you know, I, I don't even know where to begin because I don't feel like I could ever create something good enough. Um, there's these stories, these very strong narratives around that. There's also, I can't finish this thing because it's not yet perfect. Those are, to me, two kind of ends of the same loaf of bread, which is just like, you know, there's fear involved. So when I think of perfectionism and creativity, I think of fear. I think of fear arriving into the heart, into the mind, into the spirit that actually robs the world of the, the succulence that is creativity that comes through on its own terms. Um, I think of I think of perfectionism not as something inherently negative. I want to say that. Um, I think when perfectionism enters the room is key. Um, perfection, I think the Greek root of the word, has something to do with completion, um, finishing something like so that it feels complete. And I think that um, completion is something that is is often labored over in creativity. Is sure starting something is challenging, but then how do you finish? How do you know it's done? Um, and how do you? When do you stop tinkering? When has it really? You know. When do you put that final? carving into your sculpture or that final brushstroke and when do you step back and um, that that final finishing of a glaze of your pottery or you know a, a beat in a, in a in a song or you know how do you know but you know Let's let's look at what perfectionism does have to offer if it's not oppressive. I think the issue is that because there's fear involved, often when there's fear involved, unexamined fear becomes oppressive to oneself, to community, um, to earth. And I think the unexamined fear associated with perfectionism is, is kind of the culprit, but 
if you look at this desire to make something complete and this desire to make something uniquely yours, that your hand, your unique hand, or heart, or eyes, or sound, or mouth, or, you know, your body, whatever you are affecting, whatever your medium of affecting this world, this energetic is, um, gets to do it in exactly the way that you desire, and that is the that is the euphoria of creativity when you have that liberty to cultivate something that is uniquely and precisely yours and that intensity of perfectionism when it is not coming from fear but it is coming from a place of rigor and intent and intentionality i think that is a quality that is that that intensity is something that art itself can hold and not a lot of other spaces can hold it I think especially as a woman this idea of being intense or you know demanding or commanding can be very intimidating or unwelcome in a society that's dominated by a lot of patriarchal ideas in in the realms of creativity and art to be so exacting and intense and demanding is such a liberating experience and I feel that that's where this energetic of perfectionism or precision can be so valuable and I think about crafts like architecture or you know sculpture or um, engineering or engineering a song or you know where precision is really important and that precision is part of the art um, I think I just want to say that that it's not inherently bad. It's just what, in my opinion, my emergent opinion, as I kind of turn this Play-Doh over in my hand and look at it as I as I muse about perfectionism, is that you know it's it's not the desire to complete something that's oppressive. It's the it's the it's the manner in which it happens and the motivation or the emotion behind that action that really can either inflict harm or inflict one's own creative vision in a way that's actually life-giving. So that's kind of a like rambly way to, to enter this conversation, but I think it's important to name that I'm not here to demonize particularity or intensity um, but I am here to perhaps inquire or question um, who is setting the standard for your version of perfection is this version of perfection causing harm to you or others and what are you gaining and what are you losing so my experience with perfectionism in my own body and I can only speak from that space kind of in the you know my own my own lived experience in my own hands my own mitochondria my own brain as it relates to my creativity as a child and as I'm growing into adulthood is that it's very wasteful I think as I was kind of musing on creativity I realized that that perfectionism when it is 
uh, when it is motivated by fear or it is motivated by trying to adhere to someone else's version of perfectionism or trying to people please or trying to achieve some level of completion as it relates to gaining power or prestige or something like that, that it can be so wasteful and wasteful in the sense of like perhaps I would waste materials because oh this isn't what I wanted I have to start again but also wasteful in the sense that energy is such a precious precious resource and especially as a creative and so I feel like I would waste so much energy and I would miss I would miss the potential for greatness or innovation or delight or healing or loveliness or shockingness or joy because I was so fixated on achieving or completing to the standard of someone else's or something that I had manufactured in my mind. And these what felt like divergences were something I just simply didn't have time for. And the waste was that I missed the kind of beauty of what could have been discovered there if I wasn't so fixated on achieving that thing or that version of perfection that I was somehow entranced by, hypnotized by. So I think that, you know, what do you do? How do you examine your own perfectionism? and kind of question its motivation, question its presence in, in your process or in your life and begin to have some agency around its presence in your creativity. Even just starting to have that distance between you and it gives a more of a witness mind to be able to just, to, to just have a bit of a conversation or inquiry around is this who's driving here you know and and for what for what to what end um and i i I think there's sorrow sometimes tied up in perfectionism there's wounding of you know i'm not i'm not good enough Um, so I can never begin this project. Someone once told me I was not good at this thing and therefore I should just not even try. It sounds like such a a worn out narrative and yet it, it is the robber of such joy and it dims so many lights. I mean, I think if, if we're just able to loosen our grip on that fear has on us, Um, and just be gentler and braver as it relates to trying something that we might not be skilled at. And I think there's, there's so much to be said for the generosity of creative process and the broadness of it. And, you know, there's just so much to explore if we let ourselves explore. And the juiciness of mistake making is such 
such a rewarding terrain if we allow it. You start to realize there aren't mistakes. You start to realize that's where breakthroughs happen, you know. But I think, I think that sorrow and that woundedness that does keep us in the throes of fear and consequently in this sort of cycle of perfectionism or fear of messing up deserves a lot of compassion and a lot of softness rather than, oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just do this? Why am I afraid? To say, you know, look, there's some really good reasons why I'm, I'm in pain about this and society is a really rough place um, and a, a very particular place and a very oppressive place in a lot of ways and what would it look like to offer myself some kindness and some space to perhaps feel the fear of messing up, um, of not being accepted, of not being liked, of being ridiculed, feel, feeling that and, and trying anyway. Um, but knowing that, that there are really good reasons why these walls go up and entering, entering the room with compassion and, and softness is, is just always a good idea. Um, so perfectionism, you know, I think, I think it, for me personally, it's, it's always a good gauge when I start falling into patterns of perfectionism and comparison. It's a good exercise for me to stop and breathe and just connect with my body. Um, something that has absolutely no intended outcome. You know, I think that that's really helpful is just make some scribbles on a page, say some words in a random order, take a walk, use my non-dominant hand to write a few words, um, listen to a song, walk backwards, um, just do something to break up that patterning and start to question and inquire about where this fixation is coming from and if, if you know, there's something that I'm not getting anywhere with through the lens of perfectionism, well, what would it look like if I was looking at it from a, a place of, of curiosity and, and sort of inquisitiveness? Um, and then the other piece is, is there an area of my life where I can, in a non-oppressive way, be very, very particular to kind of create an outlet for that quality, that part of myself that is seeking to be known? Um, not perfection, but particularness, particularity, particularation. <laughs> um, this ability to have my very specific hand in arranging something just so and um, feeling the satisfaction of that, not in a way that is controlling or um, conforming, but just exacting in a way that feels alive and vivid and angular so I think that's all for episode one of season two perfectionism just some things to to 
explore, you know, be gentle with yourselves, know that there's good reasons why these things pop up and um, just inviting some curiosity and perhaps some interruptions and healthy interruption from patterns that may or may not be serving your highest creative good and um, just celebrating, celebrating the, the spectrum of creative expression and all of these things that both can block us but also set us free inward and onward. The soul filled magical and oh so mystical music for this podcast was recorded and played by Kafari. Find out more about this incredible artist and their work on Instagram. Follow Kafari at Ahmad Kafari. That's A H M A D K A F A R I. -I 